0: On today's episode, we continue our journey through Grimm's fairy tales with Rapunzel. My name is Zach Stewart, and these are the Shadow Bear Story Sessions. Welcome to the Shadow Bear Story Sessions, the podcast where we dig into the original versions of folktales, fairy tales, myths, legends, the stories that gave birth to all of the TV and movies and books and everything that we know and love today. All so that we can appreciate just how insane these original stories are. Maybe shed some light on how insane we are. These are the roots of the society that we have built. Anyway, let's not get into any of that philosophical nonsense. Let's get into today's story, Rapunzel. This is the first really classic story that we've gotten into so far, so let's get right into it. Rapunzel. Once upon a time there lived a husband and wife who had been wishing for a child many years, but it had all been in vain. Finally, the woman became pregnant. Now, in the back of their house, the couple had a small window that overlooked a fairy's garden filled with all kinds of flowers and herbs. But nobody ever dared enter it. One day, however, when the wife was standing at the window and looking down into the garden, she noticed a bed of wonderful Rapunzel. She had a great craving to eat some of the lettuce. Rapunzel is lettuce? Didn't know that. And yet she knew that she couldn't get any. I guess the fairy keeps her Rapunzel to herself. So she began to waste away and looked wretched. All because she wanted some lettuce? Her husband eventually became horrified and asked what was ailing her. Quote, If I don't get any of that Rapunzel from the garden behind our house, I shall have to die. This woman really wants some lettuce. Who needs lettuce this badly? What are they eating normally? In any event, her husband loved her very much and thought, no matter what it costs, you're going to get her some Rapunzel. Go somewhere else to get some Rapunzel. Don't mess with fairies. Go to the market. They've got to be selling this at the market. Go to another neighbor. Someone's got to have a line on some Rapunzel here. We continue. So one evening, he quickly climbed over the high wall into the garden. There's a high wall. How is she looking at it from the window if there's a high wall? He grabbed a handful of Rapunzel and brought the lettuce to his wife. Then she immediately made a salad and ate it with great zest. They are really hyping, this lettuce here. However, the Rapunzel tasted so good to her, so very good, that her craving for it became three times greater by the next day. Oh, the devilish cycle of lettuce. It only makes you want more. Her husband knew that if she was ever to be satisfied, he had to climb into the garden once more. Well, no, obviously it just feeds the hunger. We've all eaten lettuce. It never fills you up, it just makes you hungrier. And so he went over the wall into the garden, but was extremely terrified when he stood face to face with the fairy, who angrily berated him for daring to come into the garden and stealing her Rapunzel. People take lettuce really seriously in this village, apparently. He excused himself as best he could by explaining that his wife was pregnant and that it had become too dangerous to deny her the Rapunzel. All right, the fairy finally spoke. I shall permit you to take as much Rapunzel as you like, but only if you give me the child that your wife is carrying. So she's literally trading lettuce for your firstborn child. Come on, we know he's going to take it, but come on, this is ridiculous. I've heard women get odd cravings in pregnancy. Don't give up the kid just because you crave some lettuce. Overreaction. This husband is in over his head, desperate. In his fear, the man agreed to everything. Because of course he did. And when his wife gave birth, the fairy appeared at once, named the baby girl Rapunzel, and took her away. That's just rubbing it in, naming the baby girl Rapunzel. And based on how they outlined that sequence of events, she immediately named the girl Rapunzel in front of them prior to taking her away. So that really rubs it in to these two parents. But you know what? They kind of deserve it, if they're going to trade their child for some lettuce. We continue. Rapunzel grew to be the most beautiful child under the sun, but when she turned twelve, the fairy locked her in a very high tower that had neither doors nor stairs only a little window high above. Only when she turned twelve? She was just living a normal kid life, up until she turned twelve, then up in the tower? It's a bit weird. Whenever the fairy wanted to enter the tower, she would stand below and call out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. Rapunzel had radiant hair, as fine as spun gold. Each time she heard the fairy's voice, she unpinned her braids and wound them around a hook on the window. Then she let her hair drop twenty yards, and the fairy would climb up on it. One day, a young prince went riding through the forest and came upon the tower. Once again, we have someone of nobility finding someone in the forest. Specifically, finding a maiden in the forest. He looked up and saw beautiful Rapunzel at the window. Could he see her? Twenty yards up? All right, good eyesight on this young prince. When he heard her singing with such a sweet voice, he fell completely in love with her. However, since there were no doors in the tower and no ladder could ever reach her high window, he fell into despair. Nevertheless, he went into the forest every day until one time he saw the fairy who called out, "'Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair.' As a result, he now knew what kind of ladder he needed to climb up the tower." He took careful note of the words he had to say, and the next day at dusk, he went to the tower and called out, "'Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair.'" I wonder if he tried to make his voice sound like the fairy's voice in any way, because it's pretty obvious. A young man versus a presumably older fairy. I don't know, fairies live a very long time, according to lore, so maybe she looks quite young. In any event, he's gotta do something about the voice. We continue. So she let her hair drop, and when her braids were at the bottom of the tower, he tied them around him and she pulled him up. She pulled him up? He made her pull him up? Come on, buddy. Climb up the tower. It's the fairy climbed up the tower. He's just going to tie it around his waist and say, no, no, you do it. I'm waiting. At first, Rapunzel was terribly afraid, but soon the young prince pleased her so much that she agreed to see him every day and pull him up into the tower. So a bit vague. The young prince pleased her so much. In any event, thus, for a while, they had a merry time and enjoyed each other's company. The fairy didn't become aware of this until one day Rapunzel began talking and said to her, Tell me, Mother Gothel... Gothel, Gothel? I don't know. Why are my clothes becoming too tight? They don't fit me anymore. Oh, you godless child, the fairy replied. What's this I hear? And she immediately realized that she had been betrayed and became furious. Why is that? Why is she immediately realizing because her clothes don't fit? She's presumably getting older and growing out of her clothes. She got put up there when she was 12. She's not going to be able to keep the same clothes the whole time. Okay, okay, no, all right, I just realized what's going on here. Rapunzel is pregnant, so they were getting it on up in the tower, and that's how they are going to make it known to the reader? All right, okay. They were getting it on up in the tower, and poor Rapunzel doesn't know what pregnancy is, clearly, or what happens with that. This is sad. How old is she at this point? there's a lot of there's a lot of problems here., uh, then she grabbed okay, so the fairy finds out quote, she immediately realized that she had been betrayed and became furious. Then she grabbed Rapunzel's beautiful hair, wrapped it around her left hand a few times picked up a pair of scissors with her right hand, and snip-snap, the hair was cut off. They got really specific about describing how the fairy cut off the hair. That was a bit unnecessary. Afterward, the fairy banished Rapunzel to a desolate land, where she had to live in great misery. She already lives in a tower. That's desolate enough. Where are you sending her? In the course of time, she gave birth to twins, a boy and a girl. Ah, oh, so now she lives in a desolate land, and she has two children. Also, in what way has she betrayed the fairy? There were no rules set out at the beginning. She just put her in a tower. She didn't say don't get it on with any passing princes. So I don't know what rules she is betraying, but the fairy is furious and banishes her. So on the same day that the fairy had banished Rapunzel, she fastened the braids that she had cut off to the hook on the window, and that evening, when the prince came and called out, "'Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair,' she let the braids down. But when the prince climbed up into the tower, he was astonished to find the fairy instead of Rapunzel. "'Do you know what, you villain?' the angry fairy said. "'Rapunzel is lost to you forever!' In his despair, the prince threw himself from the tower. Oh, God, no. He escaped with his life, but he lost both eyes. So he fell 20 yards. That's like 60 feet. And he survived, but he lost his eyes? What did he fall on? How did he land? How the hell does that happen? Where you're fine, but your eyes fall out? Or are stabbed, somehow? I don't know how that works out logistically. We continue. Sadly, he wandered around in the forest, eating nothing but grass and roots, and did nothing but weep. Oh, God. That is pathetic, and very upsetting. Some years later, he made his way to the desolate land where Rapunzel was leading a wretched existence with her children. Sort of sounded hopeful when we realized he was going towards Rapunzel, but then it just reminded us that she's leading a wretched existence with her children. Pretty bleak. So if he's wandered all the way to this desolate land, some years later, he's been wandering, weeping all the time, eating grass and roots for years, and he just randomly ends up wandering into this desolate land. Man, all right. When he heard her voice... It sounded familiar at first, and then he immediately recognized it. She recognized him too, and embraced him. Two of her tears fell upon his eyes. Then his eyes became clear again, and he could see as usual. The End Okay. So he can see again, but they are still living in a desolate land. She's still leading her, quote, wretched existence with her children, and she just gave him the gift of sight once again, and was probably immediately like, hey, these are your kids, come meet your children. I don't really know how this fixes anything. It fixes him not being able to see, but does this mean that they can get out of the desolate land? We don't have any information on the desolate land. Is it possible for her to leave the desolate land? Is the fairy doing something to contain her within the desolate land? Lots of questions here, regarding this desolate land. Yeah, this is not an ending. This is a horrible ending. He can see again, and that's the only thing that it solves. What about Rapunzel? Is she gonna be alright? Do we get any kind of resolution for her? What about the parents? How do they How do they live with themselves after all this shit? Anyway. Now, time for the autopsy. Let's break it down. So, man and wife trying to get pregnant, but they can't. Finally, they do. And the wife gets a rabid pregnancy craving for lettuce that she sees outside her window and says she's going to die if she doesn't get it. The husband is clearly very overwhelmed and doesn't know what to do to satisfy her. So he goes and gets the lettuce, and it works out the first time. All goes well, but it just makes her want the lettuce even more. So clearly there's some fairy magic going on here. I don't remember this being part of Rapunzel. I don't remember lettuce being included in any of the stories that I knew. This is the backstory that they usually just sort of skip over, I think, in a lot of the modern stories. There's no, I'm going to trade your kid for lettuce. Which, to be honest, understandable. It seems a little out of left field. I'm not advocating for it to be included. But I kind of like it. I kind of I kind of like the... It just shows that times are tough here. People need lettuce. But clearly, once the wife begins to crave lettuce even more after having the lettuce they know it's a fairy's garden, so that should be a tip off that oh, there's something going on here. We shouldn't go get more lettuce. We should just go cold turkey you gotta gotta break free of the hold that this lettuce has on you. gotta go into lettuce rehab is what I'm saying. But no, husband doesn't know what to do, so he goes over. Husband has kind of a weak constitution, as we can see, because he caves in and goes and gets the lettuce, and then he immediately is confronted by the fairy, and he immediately caves into her, too, and is, says, Fine, I'll give you my children if I can just have this lettuce. Which, come on. Come on, man. At that point, it's not worth it, then. It's not, that's not worth the trade at all. Did you want lettuce to begin with? No. We started off the story saying, You wanted a child. Now you can have a child, but now you want lettuce instead? No, bad decisions all around. Anyway, the girl is born, is Rapunzel, is named Rapunzel. Again, that's just rubbing salt in the wound, naming the baby after the thing they traded the baby for. And then the fairy whisked the baby away, leaving the mother and father to live with their terrible decisions. Probably some awkward dinners of lettuce after that. And so then the child lives a normal life with this fairy until she turns 12, at which point she is stuck in a tower, and they use her hair for the mother to climb up the tower. Again, there are no rules set out on who Rapunzel can and can't interact with or what she can and cannot do, other than I guess she can't leave the tower. She could use her own hair to rappel down the tower, though. That's an escape plan. Why has no Rapunzel ever done that in any of the Rapunzel stories? If you can use the hair to get up into the tower, you can definitely use the hair to get down into the tower. Tie it off and then, like, repel from it. Yeah, that would work. You can figure out a system to make that work. Anyway, they don't do that. And after a while, it just says one day. It doesn't say how long she's living up there, which makes it kind of upsetting when the prince shows up and starts banging her. But one day a young prince went riding through the forest and came upon the tower. She's singing. He falls in love. He sees the fairy say that Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. He says it. She must know that it's a different voice. But to be honest, she lived in the outside world up until she was 12. And since then, she's only ever seen her fairy. So presumably she is looking forward to meeting someone new who is not her fairy mother. Or let's be honest, fairy kidnapper. She's not her mother. This is a really messed up situation. So Prince goes up, and initially Rapunzel is terribly afraid, but quote, Soon the young Prince pleased her so much that she agreed to see him every day, and pull him up into the tower, and pull him into another place as well. Uh, I'm sorry for that, that was that a was poor taste. Anyway, and so they start getting it on, and her becoming pregnant and her clothes getting tight is what... Gives her away, and then Mother Gothel or Gothel or whatever her name is gets furious and banishes her to a desolate land, cuts off her hair, sets up a trap for the prince. So the prince comes up. She just shouts something at him. She actually doesn't do anything to harm him. He throws himself off the tower. She just, the, the fairy just says, Rapunzel is lost to you forever. And then in his despair, the prince threw himself from the tower. Just keep your head, man. Say, I'll go find her. The hair is still attached to the hook back there. Just go out the window. Scamper on down there. Go find her. He finds her anyway. He finds her with no eyes. If he can find her with no eyes, he can probably find her much quicker with eyes. If he just held himself together for a minute and didn't throw himself out of the tower in his despair. And so he wanders around for years eating grass and roots and weeping until one day he comes across Rapunzel who gave birth previously to twins, a boy and a girl. She recognizes him, they embrace, she cries. The tears fall in his eyes and give him the gift of sight. And then he can meet his children, which is pretty cool. The first thing he sees, is, like, hey, these are your kids, buddy. And then... The end. No resolution really. Just they only the only thing they resolve is the thing that happened in the exact same paragraph, him losing his sight. Nothing else is resolved. There's no nothing back to the parents. She doesn't get back to them. They can just do another paragraph where they get some type of revenge on the fairy and then find the parents again. Actually, you know what? Don't find the parents. The parents suck. The parents' decision making is terrible. You don't need to go back to the parents. Just stick together, the two of you guys. He's a prince. Go ahead to the kingdom. Things will be good there, presumably. And yeah, that is the end of Rapunzel, of the original Rapunzel. Not really much of a resolution. Not really particularly uplifting or happy in any way. Really, everyone is worse off at the end of the story than they were at the beginning of the story. The only thing that kind of is good that happens is the guy who lost his sight by falling 60 feet gets his sight back. Other than that, Things are pretty rough for everyone. They're still living a wretched existence in a desolate land. That shit is bleak. And so what is the lesson? I think the lesson is about freedom. And that you can't hide from the world and protect yourself from the world or protect someone else from the world. Otherwise only bad things will happen. So I think the value of freedom is the only real lesson from the story. Or at least intended lesson. The father... And the mother, they are sort of being controlled by this craving for the lettuce. And Rapunzel is then being controlled by the fairy. The prince is being controlled by the fact that he can't see. I don't know. Yeah, get out there and be free. I think that's the lesson, or the intended lesson. I think the real lesson here, think of some options. Rapunzel has ways of getting, She, if they can get up from her hair, she can get down. With her hair. There are no rules that are imposed upon her, or consequences if she leaves, according to this version of the story, at least. Maybe other versions there are consequences, and there are rules that are instilled. But she should just leave. Get out of there. Get out of there, Rapunzel. What are you doing? And the mother and father? There's definitely other options here. Don't trade your child for lettuce, you fucking psychopaths. And the prince? First of all, Prince, fucking grow a pair. What are you doing just going up this tower, banging this... Again, we don't know how old she is, but it doesn't seem like she's very old, which is pretty messed up. So Prince, what are you doing? Don't just go to this tower, fool around with this girl, and then leave every day. Try and get her out of the tower. Confront the fairy. Do something. Don't just like go hook up with this girl in a tower and then bail every day, being like, got a good thing going on over there. No. Do something, buddy. That's messed up. Never thought of that before, but fuck this prince. That's shitty behavior. Do what you can to get her out of the tower. Think of your options. So maybe you could relate this to the freedom lesson and say, you are more free than you think you are. Just think of your options and think of the ways in which you can Exert that freedom and achieve and pursue the life that you want to pursue. Get your Rapunzel out of the tower. Get your lettuce on your terms. You're freer than you think you are. You just need to pursue it and commit to it and make decisions to reach out and grab it. That is the real lesson of the original Rapunzel. Alright, now let's adapt this. The mother is going to be played by... Let's go funny with this one. The mother is going to be played by Ali Wong. I can't take this character seriously. This mother who's pregnant and just really wants lettuce. There has to be a funny angle there. It's Ali Wong. She'd be great in this role. Stand-up comedian, if you don't know her. She's also an actress. She's fantastic. Ali Wong is the mother. The father is... We need someone who can really sell the the drama because the father is the most like conflicted character. <laughs> he's, he's really just really a mess, really stressed out, really dramatic, and exhausted, and, and clearly not not in a good not in a good place. But we need to sell that, so we're gonna go. Ewan McGregor. I like Ewan McGregor. I'm surprised I haven't used him yet. Ewan McGregor is going to be the father. The fairy will be. I'm gonna stick with funny for this. Melissa McCarthy will be the fairy. She can also do some drama, too. She can also be funny. She'd be good at both. She'd be good at both the the serious moments and the funny moments, because this is ridiculous. She literally strolls in, takes a baby, says, I'm going to name it the lettuce you traded her for, and then just bails. That's Melissa McCarthy. Rapunzel will be Lauren Lapkus. She's older than the version in this story, but Lauren Lapkus, she's an actress and comedian. She's fantastic. She'd be great. The prince will be Jermaine Fowler. He's also a comedian, an actor. He's good. I don't know why. I just picture him as being a prince, being a good prince. He'd be good in this role. It'd also make it bring some levity and make it kind of funny. Jermaine Fowler. Look him up if you don't know him. He's great. He will be the prince. And so this, we're not going to... I don't know. I don't want to do the, the classic in a tower. Let's do it a little different. So let's have it be... They live on a farm. So, But it's like farm country. Ali Wong and Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor would have to do an American accent, I guess. They live on a farm, and they can't get pregnant. And then the farm next door is owned by Melissa McCarthy. And they get, get pregnant, and Ali Wong just really wants some of that lettuce. She really needs it. Or maybe... Their farm isn't doing as well as Melissa McCarthy's farm, so they start stealing from Melissa McCarthy's farm to sell her lettuce as well. But Allie Wong just, just needs to... She needs she needs the lettuce, so she's driving the, the, the factor of, like... Maybe she's saying they need money because they're about to have the child. Their farm isn't doing well. Melissa McCarthy's is, so they're going to steal some lettuce to sell so that they can do better. And Melissa McCarthy catches them, says, fine, I will support your... I'll support the two of you, but your child is mine. So she basically says she's going to pay all their bills and take care of them, and they won't have to worry about anything. But she's taking their kid, she's adopting their kid. That kid lives on the farm, and then she puts the kid up in a barn. Up in the top of a barn, the loft of a barn, on her farm. And that is where Lauren Lapkus grows up into an adult. A full adult. We're not dealing with any... Stuff. It's too weird. I don't. I don't like it. A full adult, and I don't. She can't be too naive and like I don't know. It's it's just too messed up that a prince like comes. Someone comes along and they start fooling around and, and stuff. If if she's too naive, so she has to be. Just have to read a lot and be very learn learned in, in other ways. So yeah, she reads a lot. She knows a lot of stuff, but she's Trapped up in this like loft of a barn, and then Jermaine Fowler comes along, and he is he manages Melissa McCarthy's farm. He runs the farm. Melissa McCarthy owns it, I guess, but he he manages that farm. and Maybe it manages other farms as well. I don't know. He he does something business related on the farm. He is in the barn, and that's when he meets Lauren Lapkus. They fall in love. And I'm not going to have the whole she gets pregnant thing. I just, it seems weird. It seems weird, someone coming along and meeting someone in a location that they are trapped in and having sex with that person. That seems messed up. Don't do that. That seems very not okay to have sex with someone who is trapped in the place that you were having sex with them. I don't know. I don't like it. Feels wrong. We're not going to do that. So they're going to fall in love. But it's just going to be love, it's going to be sweet, it's going to be nice. But then Melissa McCarthy finds out about it and says, No, not happening, can't do it. And sends Lauren Lapkus away in a to a desolate land. You know what? What she's going to do is Melissa McCarthy is this sort of like farming industry magnate. So she owns farms all over the place. She's just going to send Lauren Lapkus to run one of her other farms in some random place. Middle of nowhere where Jermaine Fowler would never find her. Liz McCarthy just sends her to run that farm and live there. And so they'll never meet again. And Jermaine Fowler, he doesn't lose his sight or anything like that. He just becomes emotionally traumatized and despondent, and I will never love again, and that kind of thing. And he, in his despondency and desolation, decides to quit what he's doing, managing all these farms, or doing this business thing, doing farm business, being a farm businessman. And he says, you know what? I'm just going to get my own farm and leave a, lead a simple existence away from all this drama. I can't be hurt again. And so he buys a plot of land and goes to that farm. And coincidentally, it is right next to the plot of land where Lauren Lapkus now tills her farm. And they meet, and then they join their farms, and all is well again. And somehow, they buy Lauren Lapkus' farm away from Liz McCarthy, so they no longer are beholden to her in any way. And then, they live happily ever after. The end. And there you go. The modern version of Rapunzel that doesn't suck and doesn't involve weird lettuce bullshit. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Shadow Bear Story Sessions. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. All that good stuff really helps us out. I'd love to hear any of your adaptation ideas as well, so tag me over on Instagram or Twitter. You can head over to ShadowBearStorySessions.com. You can donate, you can contact me, give me some feedback, give me some suggestions, anything at all. And that will do it for this week's episode. Rapunzel. Next week, we're getting into a story titled The Three Little Men in the forest sounds super weird and i cannot wait come on back next week for that my name is zach stewart and these are the shadow bear story sessions see you next week